Welcome to episode six of season three of the Simplify and Multiply show. And we are actually having a return guest on this particular episode. Welcome back, Phil Gerbyshek. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. Hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. Now, back in season two, episode six, I interviewed Phil for the first time, and we were talking a lot about his journey uh, as a solopreneur to an exciting opportunity. So if you haven't had the opportunity to listen to uh, that particular episode, um, I recommend you highly do that because Phil's just awesome, and there's tons of great stuff in that episode. And we talked a lot about the fears and unknowns uh, of business and you know how to manage that, and there's just so many wonderful things that he shared and tips uh, about how to deal with that uh, that are in that particular interview. So I recommend that you go check that out if you haven't heard it or listen to it again. But this time I brought Phil back because I wanted to really pull him into the topic of this season, which is all about the power of a business of you. And, you know, that goes well beyond personal branding. And the internet just makes us and social media just makes it so easy for us to brand ourselves and put ourselves out there as individuals. And we become known for who we are, not necessarily our companies. And Phil talks a lot about this in this particular interview. So I want to just go ahead and launch right in and let you listen to this great interview with Phil Gerbyshek about the power of the business of you. Hey, Phil, welcome back to the Simplify and Multiply show. I am so happy you, (laughs) I didn't scare you off too bad in in the last season. (laughs) No. And you decided to come back and and join us again. And for for our listener, uh, please go back and check out, if if you haven't already, uh, Phil's episode 206 in season two. We had a great conversation about uh, you know just being a solopreneur and facing your fears and unknowns of business, as well as so a really cool transition that Phil is making in his career. So I definitely recommend that you go back and listen to that if you haven't heard it already. So Phil, welcome back. Yay. Yay. What's up, Terry? It's so good to be with you. Oh, that's great. Thank you again for for coming on. Now, this particular season is all about the power of a business of you. And when I came up with the theme for this particular season, you were like the first person that came into mind because you have such a fun and in your face and full of life brand. And one of the things that I love about it is it's such a match to your personality. And when you're a solopreneur, you're so focused on, you know, I've got to sell my expertise and my experience and that's what people are buying. But yet what they're really buying is you. And this whole season is really about, you know, unpacking that and talking with people and even sharing my own experiences around that 
as far as why that's so important when you're a solopreneur. So I'd love for you to start by telling us your story in your, you know, 10 or so years of being a solopreneur and the work that you're doing and how you've gone through that decision-making process. Sure. So I started my business in 2008-ish because the company that I was working for said I couldn't use their name on my LinkedIn profile. So I started up Make It Great Institute. That was the title of my first book, 10 Ways to Make It Great. I started it up and off we went. So I did that and business put, 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 puttered around. Mm -hmm. And the website was makeitgreat.org. And uh, nicely enough, um, Microsoft, Microsoft bought makeitgreat.com, basically making me completely ineffective as a brand, right? Make it great. Okay, that's dead. Not to mention it is such an, you know, that doesn't even search in Google. <laughs> so there's no use there. I mean, that was completely the the wrong thing to do. So, but I put it along, put it along, put it along. And I would have people that would joke, hey man, how's life at the Institute? Like I'm in like institutional <laughs> or something. <laughs> swear to you, swear to you. Oh my like, God. What the heck, right? So I'm like, huh, that's interesting. All right. So put it along, put it along, put it along. About 2012, 13. I finally really went hard after philgrabashack.com. Really went hard. And when people ask me about my business, yes, sure, the business name is Make a Great Institute, but the website is philgrabashack.com. The business is philgrabashack.com, right? It's philgrabashack. Whatever it is that I do, it's me. <coughs> so even if I bring in a freelancer, it's still me. If I bring in a designer, it's me. Any of this is me. I'm responsible. It's all my feedback. Mm -hmm. It's all on me. So all of that being said, when I owned that and I really stepped into that power, I really saw, A, my confidence soar because I can talk about myself. I'm not so sure about my business because, eh, you know, not everybody buys the same thing. It's not like I'm selling soap, right? I mean, this yeah. is, it's all different. So it really took some time of understanding and embracing, I guess, kind of my whole weirdness and who I am as a person. I love that. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So, That's a great t-shirt. Embrace your weirdness. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, yeah. So, um, well, you know, John Fluvog at one of, at his store in New Orleans actually has a neon sign that says, no, you're weird. Like, no, you're weird. And then it flashes with no comma, you're weird. Oh, that's great. <laughs> love it. Love it. Cause that's so true. Yeah. Right. And frankly, if you're listening to this show, or even if you're not, you're a weirdo too. Like we've all got weird <laughs> stuff. We do. That's so true. We are. So uh, it because we all have quirks. We all have things that makes us makes us different. And the sooner we embrace them, and we actually we call them out instead of letting the world call them out, we then take the power back. And as a business owner, we are the power behind mm -hmm. our business. Yeah. So talk more about that because so many people are kind of afraid to step forward and a lot of clients come to me and they've got their business name and they, you know, are, it's almost like they work for the business, like the yeah. business is the entity and, and, and I always encourage them to step forward because they are what makes the business unique. And right. so, I mean, how was that transition for you? I mean, what mental process did you go through when you saw, you know, when you were kind of going through the make a great Institute, branding, so to speak, or just positioning. And then you said, you know, why can't I come out and be the face of this business? 
Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was hard. It was hard, yeah. right? So I owned, I owned the whole identity behind make it great like a normal person, right? Like a normal business. Like, mm -hmm. like if I have a corporate job and as soon as I, I really, I just had to accept, I mean, frankly, people hire me for me. They fire me for me. They want to work with me. If they like me, we're going to work together. If they don't, they don't. And again, frankly, nobody knows what I do anyway. And more importantly, <laughs> nobody cares. No, they don't right until, until they need to know until yeah. they need to know. Why would you care? Yeah. I mean, it's not interesting. You know, yeah. it's really not, it's not interesting at all. And that's okay. So that's all right. That's all right. And so once I kind of own that shit, right? Once I kind of own that, I said, hmm, okay. So how do I step forward? That's the first question, right? So I had to change the domain. That was the first thing, right? I had to change the domain. I had to change all my usernames too. Okay. Because I thought I'm going to be a branded guy. I'm going to be make a great guy. Blah, blah, blah. No, nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. So I had to step into that step into that. So, okay. So I did change it all though. And then honestly, I had to, to step out even more. And beyond that, I had to kind of leave that book behind. And that was hard because yeah. I invested probably 20 grand in that book, 25 mm. grand in that book, but it was a sunk cost. Like I, I'm, you know, I, I'm not getting it back. Now that's not to say I don't still give copies of the book out. Right. Sure. I do but it's not who I am anymore. Mm. And it's more like, it's more for you than it is for me now. So now when I give you the book, now it's a gift instead of an obligation. I'm not giving you that book anymore because I feel obligated that I have to promote myself. So does that answer that? Yeah. And, and really knowing that that was the right way to go. I mean, what really kind of gave you the indication? What were you seeing out in the world or feeling inside that said, this isn't working. This isn't like, this doesn't feel right. Well, business sucked. That's a, that's a good clue. Mm -hmm. um, business wasn't great. Um, second, nobody knew what to call it. The mm -hmm. Institute, make it great. MIG Institute, right? What is M MIG? Is a, you know, a MIG is a Russian uh, fighter pilot, a fighter. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't help you either, right? So So just put all that together. There's so much brand confusion at some point, you know, people just said, I just want to hire you, Phil. Do I have yeah. to hire the Institute? Yeah. Well, it's just me anyway. So I guess not. It's funny how, when we go into business, we make things more complicated than they need to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt. Right. So that's, so the, like the first thing that, that I kind of remind people of is, you know, just go get a separate bank account. Right. And just, if you need a DBA, DBA, right. Do business as, but most of the time you don't just yeah. make it separate so that it's there. Now, now that being said, right, it's okay to incorporate yourself. It's okay to have a brand name that you don't talk about. Like, you know, technically Terry, my, I guess my company now is digital selling strategies. I started on the, on the 1st of January, mm -hmm. but that's only for tax things, right? That's, that's all it's for. That's and all that's, it's for. And that's kind of what I experience uh, with clients as well. It's like, they'll come in and they'll already have an LLC or something incorporated and it won't be, you know, about them. Like it won't be their name or it won't be right. Really. It's just their name because that is about them. Yep. And, and I'm like, you don't have to change that. The, nope. the way all your legal stuff, your contracts and blah, 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 you know, your terms of use, privacy policy on your website, everything is legally 
anchored toward to your business entity, which is an incorporation or a, a limited liability corporation and or an S corp or whatever, yep. whatever it is. But the way you present yourself to the world is you. And yeah. that's what I believe is the power of a business of you. So I totally agree. I think that's you, so important, right? That's that's the mess, right? When I shake hands with you, Terry. Hi, I'm Phil Gerbashak. Full stop. Right. That's it. That's enough. Don't have to tell because again, do you really care on the introduction? I mean, seriously, people that think we have to have this elevator pitch. Do you think it comes from the corporate world? Yeah. Oh, for sure it does, right? Because okay, so um, so yep. So if we grab a business card, right? What's the biggest thing on any business card? The logo. The logo. Is that about you or about about the company you work with? About the company. Okay. So, of course, we're diminished. That means we're second, maybe third, right? Maybe third. Maybe the company website is even bigger. So now we're third, fifth, seventeenth, right? And that's pretty typical, right? Mm -hmm. So. I don't know. I th I don't know. I and I know you didn't ask a question there. I just jumped in, but yeah, yeah. no, that's good. No, but it's it actually raised another question, and I've actually had clients request this, yeah. where uh, like I have a lot of consulting clients, and they consult with very very large organizations, with the government, you know, uh, corporations that are used to doing business with other corporations, right? Yes, and so they feel that if they come in as you know Joe Smith period, mm -hmm. you know, yep. full stop, like you yep. were saying, that that's like, oh, well, we can't do that. And meanwhile, Joe Smith could probably change the landscape of their strategy or whatever he was brought in to do. But the fact that he doesn't have this, you know, yeah, whatever entity behind him, uh, one of my very first clients had that thinking where I wanted to brand them and they were like, well, listen, you know, I'm going in and pitching, you know, Hewlett Packard and, you know, the Department of Defense. Mm -hmm. And and they're like, I need a business website. I need a logo for the business. But yet all of these entities know him as him. So it was it was really kind of weird, but I get it. I mean, how would you because, you know, these it's one thing for a professional speaker to present themselves as themselves, right? Not the business, because they're being hired to stand on stage, deliver a keynote or whatever it is that the engagement is. They can walk into a major organization or an association or a company and say, here I am. This is my thing. And it's all good. However, when you have a consultant, which could also be a one person entity uh, to come in and solve a large organization's problem, they would rather have that kind of business structure behind them. Like who else is on your team? And and I've had consultants that have had teams, you know, they're small, like boutique consultancies. Yeah. Um, however, they, they felt they needed that business. I mean, how would you coach a solo around the idea of having both of those things in place or, you know, going with one kind of like taking the path you did where it's like, once I started branding me and putting me forward, Mm -hmm. everything changed. Well, <clears throat> I think part of that is that perception of personal value. It comes into, if it's just me, I can't possibly be value enough that Hewlett Packard would want me. Mm. So I think it comes down to that, right? That imposter syndrome, that it's just me. And that can't possibly be enough. Now you're right. If you're right, if you're going in to replace a thousand Hewlett Packard employees. Okay. That's absolutely true. 
Okay. But if you have a qualified conversation with the right people about the things that you actually do, and you know, you've gotten results before with organizations like that or organizations close to that, right? And, and we pick on Hewlett Packard because they're a behemoth. Really, how many companies are like that? Very, very few. Right. So you've done this. You have results. You know, And do you have a process, right? Again, this is where you have to have a business and a business mindset, even if you don't have a business name. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. So I, that's where I would start, right? So what's the concern? Where's the challenge? Why are you hurting? Why is this not working for you? Where's the disconnect? Let's talk this through, right? And I would say, and if it's so important that you're CEO of Fiddlesticks Incorporated, then fantastic. Then let's set that business up, but let's point fiddlesticksincorporated.com at your personal domain. Because do you really have time to update them both? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I don't. I barely have time to update my own darn website, right? I barely have time to write content. And frankly, you know, I'm two weeks behind on my podcast because I traveled last week. Yeah. Right. So I'm two weeks behind. Do I want to be a month behind? You know, so I'm going to feel more guilty. I tell you what, I'm going to release myself of the guilt right now on the show. Release Yay. myself of the guilt Yay. and say, I'm valuable as just me. Absolutely. Right now, I'm valuable as me. And for the right company, for the right person, for the right conversation, that is enough. And when it's not, then maybe it's not the right person and not the right conversation and not the right person. But I have to be confident enough to know to be able to walk away, right? That's where you can't get commission breath. You can't get desperate. Because when you're desperate, then you take everything. Yeah. Commission breath. That's good. Right? You know, you smell yeah. salespeople like that and you smell oh, speakers yeah. and solos like that, right? Because they haven't gotten business or, or frankly, maybe they haven't gotten laid in three months, right? That's a problem. <laughs> Phil. Yeah. Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Right. But same thing, right? So business-wise, right? That's really what we're asking our customers to do when they sign up with us, right? We're asking them to get into bed with us. We really are. You need to trust me enough that you're going to see me naked and I'm going to see you naked. That's what we're really asking our customers. And unless we can do that, unless we have the confidence that I might be a little saggy, but it's okay because you know that I have value beyond my sagginess, Mm -hmm. then we're not going to happen. Yeah. I think a lot of uh, solos actually have, uh, it's almost like a mindset, you know, like they, it's, it's almost as if they doubt that they have the the value, like you were saying, and the credibility in order to present themselves to a large entity. And, and then they'll have a situation where they may get in front of somebody and that organization, because they have that mindset or that fear that they're not enough uh, to go in and actually do this work, that they'll attract the questions like, well, how big is your company? Uh, how many people are on your team? Uh, how do you think you're going to get this done? And, you know, and then all of a sudden they're like Spanish Inquisition and that just reinforces their fear around the insecurity of, of thinking that they don't have enough or they're not big enough to provide value to a large entity like that. And I think that's why a lot of solos actually don't go after large engagements because they feel that they can't deliver. Well, and, and to be clear, sometimes they can't right? Sometimes they can't. And so sometimes that's right. And if that really is the case, if you know you can't deliver a thousand websites by Tuesday, (laughs) don't sign that contract. Don't go chase that business, right? So qualify, size it up. Now, 
Now, you likely have more capacity than you know. Mm-hmm. You likely are smarter than you know. And as a solo, remember your goal is to share your smarts and then build the team after it, right? So think of it, if I were to talk about building a product, an information product, here's what most people do. They go spend $10,000 on a learning management system. They get this, they spend $10,000 on design. They spend $5,000 in recurring revenue a month. And of course that starts the day they sign the contract. So they just spent $50,000. So they're negative $50,000. And then they get bored and they move on from it and they never sell a single one. Mm. Or they're embarrassed because there's a typo on page seven and I don't know how to change it, but you know, they, I didn't really like the way they treated me. So I'm not going to go back to them and ask them for any help. So I'm just going to suffer here. And then that page seven typo is going to stop me from selling it because I know there's a flaw. Mm. Okay. Let's do it the right way. So, Terry, I am thinking about putting together this class for solo business owners. It is going to have videos, audios, it's going to have PDFs, and it's going to be around the top three challenges that solopreneurs face. Are you interested in learning more? Yes. Great. Well, Terry, you know, what are some of the challenges you're facing? Oh, sales. Sales. Uh, okay. building, building a team. Building a team. Uh, creating awareness. Wow. So if so, if I had a program, this program is going to cover sales and creating a team and building awareness. Is that is that of interest to you? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm just curious, right? So like, what if I could help you increase your sales 10%, what would that be worth to you? Oh, that'd be worth $100,000, Phil. 100,000. Holy cow. Wow. That's fantastic. <laughs> so my product, right? It's, it's going to be out probably in about 90 days. Um, so are you interested in getting in on the, on the launch price? Cause oh. it's not quite done yet. Are, are you interested? Maybe just a thousand bucks for the course. Would that be of interest? Yeah, absolutely. Great. So, so here's what we're going to do. So right now, right now you can give me half of that. And then when it launches, you can pay for the other half. Sounds great. Sounds great. Right. Sign me up. So I do that 20 times and now I just got $10,000 to fund my launch. Yep. And now I also have a deadline because what solos also have is we have a fear of letting people down. Oh yeah. And I promised Terry that it would be ready in 90 days. Yeah. And I took some of your money. So now you're in. And I'm gonna have to also, guess what else is gonna force me to do? To write a weekly newsletter, to keep mm. you posted on what's happening, mm. what's up. So now this is gonna grow my business. Now I'm gonna pre-sell just 50 of them. That's great. I just pre-sold, actually that's 50 grand. I did the math wrong, right? That's 50 grand. Mm -hmm. If I sold 20, that's 10 grand, right? So if I get 10 grand, that's a huge win. I get it built for 50 grand. Now it's beautiful. Okay. So now, now we've got that and I build a course. That's the right way. So same with your business, right? So you go into a business, you're talking about, Hey, here, here's what, here's what it sounds like you need, right? Not here's what I can deliver. Here's what it sounds like you need. And then they say, fantastic. Well, how do you expect to deliver that? And I say, I always say, that's a great question. Well, I've got a huge network. I've got a bunch of people that I really trust a lot that I've worked with often enough, right? I've got Terry Pappy. I can give Terry a call. She's fantastic. I'd give her a call and she could, you know, she'll be on my team, right? She's going to do this. And then I've got Phil and another Phil, right? And he's going to do this. And then I've got Cheryl and Cheryl's going to do this. And then I've got John and John's going to do this. And then if I need to, right, then, then we're going to get more resources. And don't worry about that. Cause you know, I built my network. I've got 13,000 people on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's only representative of about 10% of my network because not everybody's digital, you know. Right. 
So I've got 130,000 people. And I'm just wondering, how many people do you have in your organization that do what I do? Nobody. Oh. So what you're saying is you really need me to help quarterback this program, right? We're bleeding, Phil. We're just bleeding. Yep. So have a little faith. We're going to do this in stages. And you're going to see this is going to be the best investment you ever made. That's how I do it. That's how I'd coach it, right? Just like I'd sell a product. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. This season's theme is all about building a business based on your expertise and what makes you, well, you. Why? Because that's where the money is. But here's the thing. Figuring out what makes you distinct from everyone else is hard because you don't see yourself the way people need to in order to buy from you. Life is perceptual, and if you're not communicating who you are and what you do in a way that your ideal client goes yes and hires you, you're leaving money on the table. A lot. So if you'd like help figuring out how to make your brand, your you, stand out, I can help. Book a free brand session with me by visiting pappychat.com. I'll tell you what you're doing well, but more importantly, where you may be missing opportunities to convert your target audience into paying clients. You'll come away with insights that will give you greater confidence in your brand and marketing. Book your brand session with me at pappychat.com and make your brand a slam dunk with those you're meant to serve. Book yours now. That's P-A-P-P-Y-C-H-A-T dot com. That was a great mock walkthrough. And you know what I love about how you deliver and serve your clients and serve anybody who's listening to any of the content you're putting out there. You lay it out step by step. We even talked about this on the last episode that I had you on. And it's all about really just laying the plan out for people because it enables them to feel better that you know how to guide them through it and that they understand what's going to be coming. And it's all about managing expectations. And I think that that's really, really important. And this has been so uh, helpful when you have a solopreneur who has that nervousness about making their brand about themselves, because I think that that is, is so powerful. I mean, some of the biggest brands I see online are the person, you know, their name, you know, and it's like sometimes when you see the company name, like as an after effect or whatever, it's kind of confusing. You don't really connect the two. And it's like, well, what is this company? I've never heard of them when it's actually someone you know really, really well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I started my business, I called it Terry Pappy Creative Services because I just, I didn't know what else to call it. And now my business is, I, I re, you know, create when I created my actual company, I named it Better Three because based on the approach that I created. But yet people, I market myself as me. And like on social and, you know, I put myself forward for that reason, because just like it showed up in your life and my business, it started gaining more traction when I put myself forward because I'm probably a little weirder than you. Oh, but <laughs> no, we're going to have to have we're going to have to have wine soon. I'm going to prove that's not true. <laughs> All right. So. So let's get back to the power of a business of you. What yeah. are some of the other really beneficial things that you see when people really put themselves into and in front of their business? Well, first, you're way more referable because you get tagged when people say, who do you know who, instead of your business. Mm. And sad to say, on social, you tag the business. Where'd that tag go? 
Like I'm looking around. I don't ever see it. Mm. Never see it. Or I get so many of them from spam bots. Yeah. But if you tag me, I'm in. Yeah. I see it. I can respond. Not to mention now, you, now I also have the social proof on me because what often happens again in the business, as much as I'd love to, nobody writes reviews in my business. They write reviews of me. <laughs> That's true. Okay. So where's the social proof, right? In the business that has, you know, is like the horse with no name that the it's the horse without, with no recommendations. Mm -hmm. Is that where then, is that where I want to send people? Hell no. I want them to come to me. Yeah. I want them to Google, Google Phil Gerbishak. Like for real, like if you're listening, Google Phil Gerbishak, you will see I am credible. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is not to brag, but use that as an example. And then for fun, follow that up with Google digital selling strategies. And I don't even know if I rank in the top 50 for my own stinking company name. Yeah. I don't talk about it. Nobody else does either. Nobody knows. Nobody freaking cares either. And so much of this has become, and I think this is also why this shift toward so solopreneurism is so strong because the access to exposure is it's unfettered. I mean, the digital age has enabled anybody to step forward and say, raise their hand and say, hey, I'm here to help. And this is what I'm about. And I love that. And I think that that is a lot of the reason why uh, solopreneurism is such a strong tide and so powerful. Um, one of the things that I, I also want to acknowledge is that social media is based on the person. It's like all of the company pages and all that, you know, business pages came as an after effect. I mean, Facebook didn't have, when it first launched, it was all yep. about people. Yep. LinkedIn was all about people, right? Yeah. So let's talk about what they really are, right? Let, let, social media is what we post. Social networking is what we do. Yes. So if it's about networking, right? Businesses don't network. They don't, they, they, they network their computers. They don't network their people. In <laughs> fact, they're scared shitless to network their people because their best people are going to get poached. That's mm -hmm. their concern. Okay. So as a solo, if you're afraid to connect with other people, your business will die. If you're afraid to sometimes refer away business, Terry, I've sent business your way. Mm -hmm. It didn't close, but that won't stop me from doing it again. Mm hmm right? Sometimes it's just not right for me. That's okay. I'm comfortable with that. If you're not comfortable referring business away and you're a solo, you got commission breath. You're afraid. You're yeah. living in fear. So don't live in fear. Yeah. That's really, really important because it, and it's like, I only design Squarespace websites and people come to me if they want WordPress. I'm like, I have three different organizations that I stand by and what they can do. And I will give all three to them. And I'll be like, here's, they will take great care of you. And, and I'm totally cool with that because I want the person who's coming to me for help to get help. Whether it's That's, me or somebody that what else. We want? Isn't that yeah. what we want, right? Isn't that why we're in business to help? I'm yes. in business to help. Yeah, I'm in business to serve. First and foremost, that's the most important thing. Full stop. If I can't serve, I'm of no use. If I have no value, then I have no income. Yeah. Pretty simple to me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, this is great. Oh, I love this topic. Because, you know, when I look at you and, and uh, you know, uh, I want to say to the listener, when you check out the show notes page, I'm going to try to get Phil to give me as many of his unique photos as possible because he has done such a great job with his visual brand. 
And, and with social media, you can do that. You can really put yourself out there on video images. I mean, a lot of different ways. I mean, you can even, you know, and Phil, I know you've done this, you know, like with your glasses, right? Your colorful frames. I mean, you hand some out sometimes and people give you colorful frames and it becomes a thing, you know, way for people to bond and connect with you. And so using that like element, just focusing on that element of your glasses and the color that you love to express, you know, not only through your clothing, but, you know, a lot of different ways, just how kind of loud on multiple levels, not loud, just volume, but loud in the visual and the energy and the heart. And when you have something like that as building that into the business of you, what are some tips or some thinking that you can offer uh, around making a decision like that? Well, I, I think it starts with figuring out the colors you like and the colors you don't. Because colors are important, right? Colors are energy. Mm -hmm. And so if you think about those colors, they mean something. And, and if you really want to go deep, Google the metaphysical meaning of a color so that you can understand a little bit more about why the color is attractive to you. Mm -hmm. Because you might not understand it like natively, but you, your eye might just be drawn to blue. Blue is stability, right? You might be drawn to green because green is money. You might be drawn to black and white because you're drawn to simple, right? simple contrast. That's okay. Just, you know, figure that out a little bit, at least understand the energy behind it so you can explain it. So like orange is a warm color. It's very energetic. It's powerful. It's not angry, but it's passionate. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for me, the orange color works. So I thought about, the, you know, what, what am I about, right? Who, why do I care? What do I do what I do? And I got to tell you, right? So I think about my, my kind of words, bold, bright, passionate, integrity, Right. Those are words that are really important to me. So uh, that's where I started. Started really thinking about that. What are those words? What are those colors? What do those mean? And then what's weird about me? Well, I mean, really, not everybody wears glasses. In fact, I would tell you most people, if they have glasses, they want they don't want them. They want to wear contacts or they want LASIK. Mm -hmm. Not me. I want my glasses. In fact, if I take my glasses off, right, I'm like, I'm like uh, Clark Kent, right? <laughs> and I put them on and I've got a superpower and I can feel it. I mean, that sounds cheesy, but I totally feel it. I feel differently when I have my glasses on and that's weird. And I'm totally cool with that. So what's weird about you? So maybe you've got a favorite pen, a favorite pencil. You've got a, you know, a glasses case or you've got a phone or, you know, there's something that you do that kind of soothes you or that jacks you up and gives you energy. Yeah, for me, it's like I have little animals all over my office. I have some wooden ones because they're carved. I've got little stuffed animals. <laughs> cool. And I've been like that my whole life. I just love having little animals, little toys around me. It's so funny. Awesome. awesome. Right? So that's that's exactly what I'm talking about, right? That's exactly what I'm talking about. So figure that out. What's your weirdness? That's totally cool, right? And embrace it because everybody else is going to make fun of it unless you do. Mm-hmm. As a kid, right, I, I did not have glasses growing up. Full disclosure, I didn't get glasses until I went in the Navy. Um, but I watched the kids get called four eyes and all sorts of stuff. As adults, people judge still. They might not call you four eyes, but they judge. Mm -hmm. So why not own it? I, now, I got the power, baby. These are my <laughs> specs, right? I, my glasses, I'm wearing orange ones today. I've got lime green ones that glow in the dark. I've got bright white ones. I own it. 
You'd never, you'd never call me four eyes. In fact, yesterday, I forget what the heck I was doing. No less than 10 people complimented me on my glasses yesterday. That's awesome. That is freaking crazy. Something that could be seen as a hindrance mm -hmm. could be seen as weird. So you own that, right? Got your words, you got your colors, you got your weirdness, and then try it out on people who don't know you. Mm. Not people who love you because they're going to be nice or they're going to be really mean. Mm -hmm. They're never going to be in the middle. Mm -hmm. What you actually want is a visceral response, not all positive flowers and sausages, but a visceral response of, God, I hate that. And then you realize that's an accountant and you don't work with accountants. Yeah. God, I love that. <laughs> and that's a bartender and I don't work with bartenders. Yeah. Well, maybe that's not the right brand for me. So ask the question and then when you have it narrowed down then and only then do you ask for help from kind of those who love you and you can do this on facebook right i do i did this um i put up you know i've got two products i've got a product that i'm working on that i pr put up two different uh, uh graphics and i asked for feedback and i didn't just want i love it or i hate it because frankly i could have i can handle either one of them I can, I could have settled for either graphic. I thought they were both beautiful, but what I wanted was why do you like it? Why don't you like it? What's not clear? What does it say to you? Now I can't say that because then most people won't reply at all because sadly on social, the more specific you get in your request for feedback, the less people think they're qualified to give their opinion. But if you ask them a broad question, oh my gosh, everybody loves to give their opinion. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yep. It's true. And not to mention, um, again, as you do that, you're also preceding in their brain, Phil's building a product, Phil's building a brand. I can't wait to see the finished product. So when you do finally launch, when you do finally settle on it, and then you hire a designer, you can go to 99designs if you have no freaking idea and get 20 or 30 people, you know, logobattle.com, or there's tons of them out there, whatever they are, right, uh, to get one. Or you can, if you have... Uh, if you have a designer, a graphic designer that you trust, then go do it. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't have to be fancy, but it does have to be good. Yeah, and clear. And clear. And if it's your name, which is, again, what we're talking about here, add the weirdness, add the colors, add a little quirkiness. And now, with your name, it's absolutely perfect. Yeah, and great. you can stand behind it, right? You'll feel it in your heart that this is the right thing because you're going to be proud to hand people your business card. Mm -hmm. You're going to say, wow, this is me. So on my the back of my card, it's got my glasses and it's got my sales mantra. Yeah, I love That's it. That's all it is. And on the front, it's got a little circular picture of me and it's got my contact info. Mm -hmm. And now I actually hand it to people with my glasses side up. Because it makes them go, what's that? Yeah. As opposed to, oh, yeah, that's all your info, and they just jam in their pocket. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Great, great stuff. You know, this is a good place to stop, but I just wanted to ask you if there's any – I mean, I, I – I just love the embrace your weirdness. I just think that is like the theme for this this particular uh, interview with you, Phil. But if is there any final things you want to you want to offer to someone who's kind of at that point where they're like, well, maybe I do need to step forward and you know instead of my business comma Inc, uh, I need to be me. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
just know, first of all, trepidation is normal over any big decision. Yeah. If you don't feel any nervous, it's clearly not that important to you. So you're, it's no big deal. Then who cares? Right? So you should feel a little bit of trepidation. Okay. That's the first thing. Second thing is even before you're making that decision, go, go buy the domain and go get all the usernames if you can do that pre-work for yourself. And then, and then last, just know that it's okay to continue to feel a little bit angsty about this. Yeah. It's okay for it not to feel uh, comfortable. I started my business 2008 was make it great. I got my first paycheck or my first check for speaking in 2006 and probably up until, you know, like I said, like 2012, 2013, um, it didn't feel right for me. And it was really hard. I, I still, you know, I, there are days where I'm like, I don't have a business. And that tells me maybe this isn't the right customer for me. Hmm. Maybe this isn't business that I should pursue. So I'm okay with that because I don't have to kill every piece of business that comes my way. Right. I don't. It's unnecessary and a waste of my time and talent. So instead, I focus on those that are going to value me. Not my business, but me and the talents that I have. Mm -hmm. That's what's important. Yeah. Yeah, that's really clear. And I think that once you like get that in your head and like just anchor it and say, this I'm drawing a line in the sand right here. And this is what I'm I'm doing moving forward. And it's it's really liberating, actually, once you get over that. Once you own it, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's and like get over you yourself do. already. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And, but until you do, you're going to feel the angst and even a little bit more even after you do, but that's okay. Live in the angst. Know that you did the right decision. Yeah. Know that you made the right decision and know that you can still have a, a business name. Yeah. Just put yourself first because you are the front person. Yeah. They're doing business with you. They're searching for you. They're not going to search your stupid business because nobody cares what you do until they need you. Yeah. Amen to that. Goodness. <laughs> well, Phil, it's another great talk. Um, uh, for the listener, just please visit the show notes page for uh, how you can uh, hook up with uh, Phil online and uh, follow him. Definitely uh, do that because he's got so much great information about anything and everything regarding selling, management, communication, web, LinkedIn, social, I mean, on and on and on. And he's a, he's a wonderful person to have in your network. And Phil, I'm so privileged that uh, you've you're my first uh, interview that I've actually interviewed twice now. And I just I love having you back. You might have to be like a regular, sure. <laughs> like my, I have to make you my co-host or something. Well, you <laughs> so, know, I love sp spending time with you, Terry. You're very smart, very giving, and very sweet. Well, and I appreciate you a lot. Oh, thank you. That touches me very deeply. I appreciate it. Thank and thank you so much for being here. And uh, let's talk again soon. Yes. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. 
That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.